Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I spent 12 months interviewing 500 thought leaders to really get at the core of what is credibility. Uh, There's a book now called Credibility Nation that you could pick up. And more importantly, is you could listen to the interviews on this podcast. I've taken three particular interviews, which are anywhere between four to eight minutes long, combine them together, and you can listen to how the thought leader presents themselves, the types of questions being asked, and do they show up as credible or not credible? There's a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to actually experience. So take a listen. If you like what you hear, spread some cred dust and click on the like button and share with your friends. And uh, enjoy. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Diana Brewer, who is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, best-selling author, and leadership communication and executive presence expert. She works with organizations to help them communicate clearly and with individuals to increase influence by a strong executive presence and sometimes with a published book. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be with you. You know, it's been a while since we talked. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, sort of learning more about who you are and, and, and where, you're, where you're delivering value to the world. I love the audience to hear that too through your CPOP. What is your customer point of pain? Working with professionals who want to sell their book to a major publisher. You know, I... Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm a, a hybrid publisher and we've published over 850 books. And a lot of times people come and they're, they're interested in that, but they, they don't necessarily want the process. They want the, the easier formula. Some people have a hard time understanding the difference between a self-published and hybrid. But there's a class of people who I absolutely need to recommend to you because they need more. Uh, so, so tell me more. What does that mean? Well, I'm, I'm glad you see that class of people. Basically, I've been a communication consultant most of my life. And after I had worked in corporate client, with corporate clients and I've taught them how to present, how to do sales presentations and writings and meetings, they say, the next step for me, if I'm going to get to the executive rank or sell my product or service, if I'm a small business owner, is I got to get a published book. So I might work with them for an hour to get a title or an angle. I might work with them for two years, but basically... That's how I help them get their message out and get their word out and promote their product or their profession. And then uh, I know this answer, but I'd like you to share. Could you share how you have credibility to do what you do? Well, I've done it for myself for about 48 times. I've, I've sold 48 books to major publishers for a good advance up front. And then those books have been picked up in 62 foreign editions and have won quite a few awards. American Library Association Best Nonfiction of the Year and Executive Summaries Best Book of the Decade. So those are the things I've done. And then once I get that book done and sell it to a major publisher and get the credibility from that, a lot of corporations have called me in to say, can you turn that into a course? Or can you consult on this project? 
And so, for example, IBM has had me basically bring in the content from eight different courses and turn them into, you know, a, a program that I can license to them, have their trainers to do it. And I've done it for, for PepsiCo. So basically that's what, what I've done. And I, I probably in the last few years, I've had dozens of clients that, that have done that as well. Um, probably 80% sell their book to a major publisher. Mm, that is super cool. Um, how do you go about sharing, by the way, congratulations. And Thank how you. do you go about sharing your credibility? Well, I share it uh, online. I uh, basically rarely do a mail out. I just put the book out there. That's how, how I get the word out. I may mention it, like I said, at a posting when I'm going to, when I have a foreign sale or uh, just mentoring a lot of people. People call because they know of the books and they say, can you help me do that same thing? In fact, I had somebody from London just this morning email to ask, can you help me sell my book for to a major publisher? And um, I used to not charge for it for 35 years because I was running a consulting company. But I started doing that as my job the last two or three years. So that's uh, I, sometimes I just say people to, to call me and uh, let me talk them through it. Maybe they don't quite have the right idea. They have the expertise, but not the right idea. So sometimes it I share on Facebook or um, LinkedIn or whatever, just points and tips and give it away. Beautiful. So if you're listening to this or you're hearing this and you have inside you somewhere that desire to have a book published by a major publisher and you're saying to yourself, I just don't think I have the time either to write or go after the publisher or whatever that is. Reaching out to Diana would be a very smart thing to do. Diana, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? They can go to Boer Research. It's like my name, Boo Her, B-O-O-H-E-R, except I always say, I hope you don't. <laughs> but BoerResearch.com, or they can uh, go to my Boer Book Camp what, website or just call me or email. I have a, a phone number up there. So if you want to chat for about 15 minutes and see if it works for you, uh, some of these ideas, particularly on how to write fast, then I'm happy to share that. Beautiful. Uh, Diana, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Sure. And for those, if you're still here, you're still listening, you're still interested, it means that you know Diana's message needs to be shared. So click on the like button, share with your friends. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Dr. Nan Cowardin Lee, who is an anti-bullying advocate, a transformational coach, and an author. She is committed to helping organizations develop civil and respectful work environments where everyone can function effectively and efficiently. Nan, welcome. Thank you. Man, it was, uh, it's been so much fun to to get to know you a little bit better, talk to you in the green room and learn about what you're doing, which is so vitally important. And I'd love the audience to get to know you through your CPOP. What is your customer point of pain? Organizations fostering a bullying culture. God, so little words in such a huge mouthful. And, uh, 
you know, I just remember having sat on the board of a public firm and even running four CEO networking groups uh, for a decade. What was interesting is culture is everything. And there are so many things that could get in the way of culture and the command and control culture that it then fosters by a bullying environment is horrible. Uh, Nan, tell me more. Well, bullying in the workplace actually takes away efficiency, effectiveness, and safety. And if you really want your people to perform, they have to feel safe. They have to feel trust. They have to feel like they enjoy coming to work. And really, work should not hurt. <laughs> yes, indeed. And so what do you do when you, when you get going to a company? Well, the first thing I do is I, I try to partner with the, the organization because they're going to be dealing with this problem when I leave. But I actually do an assessment first to see um, what is going on in the organization. And then I have a model that I've created from research that I use to describe the climate of the organization and the behaviors that are going on in there. And then finally, I coach on both sides of the equation, the bully and the target. Mm. Okay, great. Thank you. And how do you have credibility to do what you do? Well, um, I was bullied in the 90s when I was working in a large law firm in Silicon Valley. I was a bystander. And I decided I needed to go back to school and get credentials because I didn't think anybody would listen to me about this problem. So uh, I went back to school and during graduate school and the Great Recession, I was bullied myself four times so that um, I have to say that I have a really good understanding of the problem. I earned my PhD in organizational psychology, and I did a dissertation on bullying across cultures. Um, since then, I have, in the past 15 years, I have um, supported over 100 targets, and I have worked with two bullies, and I have also done about 15 organizational assessments. I've written a book help targets. And I also have this model that I've created out of my own research to help organizations. Oh, that's great. Uh, thank you for that. How do you go about sharing your credibility? Well, I usually meet with people one-on-one -on -one because bullying is a really complex problem. But I also um, speak in front of groups and I reach people through my books and through social media. And then one of the things that you mentioned in the in the green room is, is how this affects you because it affects you personally, how, how, how important it is for you to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yes. You know, a lot of targets are really the best, the best employees out there and it really is painful and it really can destroy your life. And having been through that, I understand the pain that it causes people. And I really want to prevent that in organizations. Hmm. So if you're listening or you're watching and you're a either part of a bullying culture or 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 you're the cause of it, but you're not 100 percent sure, reaching out to Dr. Nan will make a whole lot of sense. What's the best way for people to go about reaching you? So the best way for people to reach me is at LinkedIn.com, Nanette, Nan, Coward and Lee. And I look forward to hearing from people. I really do want to help. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And listen, if you're still here at this part of the uh, of the series, whether or not it's uh, you're watching or listening, it's something that resonated with you. 
and it's now time to spread some cred dust. So click on the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. Welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Mika Williams, who is a global celebrity speaker, transformational storyteller, and executive speech coach. She is passionate about sharing her immense wealth of knowledge on the art, heart, and I almost said that right, on the art, heart, and business of both speaking and storytelling. Mickey Williams, welcome to the show. Um, welcome to you, Mitchell. Nice to be with you. <laughs> Thank you. Great to be I here. Stumbled. I stumbled because that introduction was not my introduction, and I was like, okay. So that's why it's not. It's whatever, it's, whatever my team pulled together. So, okay. So well, anyhow. I have Facebook. It's all the same. I appreciate you uh, you being here, and I'd love the audience to know a little bit more about you through your customer point of pain. So what is your CPOP? What's your customer point of pain? My CPOP is basically executives who think they know how to speak when all they really know how to do is talk. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you been, like I'm thinking about this, speaking to the audience, how many times have you been into a presentation where man, you just wish you could pull out your phone and do stuff. And then people do. And then that's bad. How many times have you been to a public event where the speaker you've expected so much and you got so little? Uh, so Mickey, I'm, this is definitely a huge problem. Uh, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, communication, influence, persuasion, storytelling, speaking, everybody has to do it. You know, Jerry Seinfeld once said people would rather be in the casket than deliver the eulogy. <laughs> My audience, it's, it's really everyone. And uh, I help people uh, save, them, uh, save audiences from boring presentations and death by PowerPoint. And tell me a little bit more. You got a bunch of schools, a bunch of things that you do, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and what else? How else do you serve? Well, you know, I've been a professional speaker for 33 years, and now I'm at that phase where I'm in the give back, and I do a lot of coaching, and I try to create services that fit all the different needs of people. So I run speaker schools, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, I have Accountability Academy, Keynote Camp, Outrageous Orators. They all fall into the umbrella of services for helping people communicate better. Oh, beautiful. And and I know this answer, and you, you sort of gave it a little bit, but how do you have credibility to do what you do? I think part of my credibility comes from my duration, 33 years as a professional speaker. That helps. <laughs> yeah, that helps. So does credentials like being in the Hall of Fame, only 1% of all speakers, doing a TED Talk like you have, I believe, Mitchell, as well. Uh, and speaking at the White House, being the first speaker at, uh, after apartheid. I think a lot of credibility comes from your experiences and, and what they have and what, the, what you've done along the way. And I think you said you spoke at Nelson Mandela's house right after apartheid. I did, 1994. I was the first speaker to tour South Africa, and my tour ended up with on the great lawn of Mandela's home. It was one of the highlights of my career. Oh, it's so special. Yeah. And how do you go about sharing your credibility? 
Well, I've created a brand. I, I think I'm an accidental brand. I'd like to take credit for being brilliant, but I created the brand before they had a term for branding. I just paid attention to what people, how people remembered me. And it was okay that they remembered me because I was outrageous or I had big hair or jewelry or shoes. And I just exploited that outrageousness. And it's who I really am authentically, Mitch. And so when you're creating a brand, you want to believe the brand is really who they say they are. And for me, it was natural. It was an extension of who I was. That's uh, how I built my business. And then the other thing is, is how you go about sharing. Remember, we, we talked a little bit about uh, great thought leaders and how you are actually helping people because you like being behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, to your book and to your great point in your book, I started to see a pattern in my own life. I've been through nine different careers. And my first one was as a professional dancer. I was on stage getting all the applause, loving it. And then I segued over to choreography and then ultimately a dance teacher. And that's where I found my my sweet spot. It was helping others. It was being in the wings and seeing uh, the results of what I had done and helping people achieve their greatness in that area. And the same thing has come full cycle, uh, full circle with my speaking career. I've been on stages. I've achieved the, the money, the fame, everything, which I and still enjoy it and still do it. But now I do a lot of coaching and helping people achieve what whatever their goals are under the speaking storytelling umbrella. Now there is nothing, there's nothing more powerful, nothing more fun, nothing more fulfilling. At least for me, it's just so amazing to empower others. So if you're listening or you're, you're watching this and you've been told in the past that you have committed death by PowerPoint, that when you're in front of a group of people, you're not actually motivating and achieving results you really need to because, as it turns out, you're talking instead of actually speaking. Uh, you're going to want to reach out and check out Mickey Williams. Mickey, what is the best way for people to, to do that? Probably the best way is my website, mickeywilliams.com, M-I-K-K-I Williams. Be prepared. I'm outrageous. I'm true to brand. It might, it's not your normal website, but on my website, you can see all the different services I mentioned, and you can email me directly from the website. That's oh, beautiful. Well, thanks so much for being your outrageous self. I don't think you were actually too outrageous today, but it was great to, except I did notice your glasses that they're different. Uh, isn't that cool? <laughs> one round, one square. My mantra is be outrageous. It's the only place that isn't crowded. <laughs> it's so true. Anyhow, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Mitchell, enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. And hey, for those watching, you know you've experienced death by PowerPoint. You know it needs to go away. So share Mickey's message. Click on the like button. Share with your friends. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, and thanks so much for listening and spreading the cred dust. You know, in doing the research, what I recognize is that we are at war. Those people who are credible versus those people who are dubious. And Dubious Nation is winning a thousand times over. We've got to fix it. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to future generations. So come on over to Credibility Nation. Become a member. Take the pledge. Learn what you can do to help bring more credibility to the world. I look forward to seeing you over here while you're being cred-tabulous. Thanks again for listening. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.